This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Amy Simpkins. She's the CEO of renewable energy startup MuGrid Analytics, solving problems at the edge of energy technology and economics using math and modeling. She's also an innovation facilitator for entrepreneurs and the author of the book Spiral, a catalyst for innovation and expansion. She's also a messy chef. Thank you for joining me today. (laughs) You're welcome, Roman. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your journey and how did you get to the 2019 you and how did you end up founding UGRID? Yeah, it's been quite, it's been quite a ride, actually. Um, I was a kid who always knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was, I wanted to be an astronaut. And I know lots of kids have that dream, but I like seriously really wanted to be an astronaut. And I basically structured all of my high school and college education and grad school education in order to work in spaceflight in advancing human knowledge through the scientific exploration of space. And so I have two degrees in astronautical engineering. One is from MIT. I went to work for Lockheed Martin for 10 years doing spacecraft design and operation. And I was moving in the direction, I, I was living the dream. I wasn't just moving in the direction. I mean, I did, I did move in the direction for quite some time, but then I was living the dream. I, I was doing what I wanted to be doing. I was working on operational spacecraft. I was working in Houston with astronauts, working on the next man's spacecraft and all of that. And, and it was extremely fulfilling to realize that dream and when I was younger and you know on the path toward working in space flight I thought I had it all figured out I thought I was done figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and I never had to think about it again so color me shocked when about 10 years into my corporate engineering career I got the itch to do something else and it was an identity crisis it was a personal revolution just to realize that my hopes and dreams and desires for my career could change and would change so dramatically. But I rode that wave. I fell in love with the concept of working for myself. I fell in love with the concept of determining my own destiny, um, seeing my own creative work have such a huge impact because while working in spaceflight is really a beautiful thing and it's really inspiring, spaceflight takes a huge team of people to literally get it off the ground. And so it's hard to see your own individual impact. And so working for myself allowed me to really see my impact in a way more immediate way. It was so much instant gratification to get off a call with a client and say, wow, I helped that person right now like they're going out to take action right now because of something i said five minutes ago i don't have to wait five years or ten years to see the impact of what i did simultaneously i sort of fell out of love with the corporate environment 
because again, while the subject matter that I was working with was great, I was still answering to a boss. I was still attempting to climb a corporate ladder. And as I moved forward, I just really didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to have adventure. I wanted to try something different. And so when I initially left my job as a spacecraft engineer, I started doing business consulting. And I was looking for something that I could start that was easy, that had low startup costs. And I was looking for kind of that big idea and realizing that a lot of the project management skills that I had from engineering and also the innovation and design skills that I had from engineering were directly applicable to people starting their own business. And so I started to work with people who wanted to start their own businesses, who had ideas, but didn't know how to bring their ideas from thought into reality. And really, isn't that what engineers do? They bring thoughts into reality through you know, hardware and tech. And so that's what I started helping entrepreneurs do. And I usually say that my greatest achievement of that work was helping my husband leave his corporate job, which at the time was at the National Renewable Energy Lab and realizing that there was a market for his skills as a energy modeler and as a, an energy consultant in private practice and helping him see how to market that. And once we got that started, I said, hey, like I'm actually really good at this. This working in renewable energy is actually a perfect fusion of my skills as an engineer with the skills that I've picked up as an entrepreneur and as an innovator starting my own businesses and helping other people start their businesses. So it, it actually being the CEO of a renewable energy startup uses my entire suite of skills, the technical side, the management side, the entrepreneurial side, the marketing, all of it comes together. And so that kind of has brought me to where I am right now. And of course I still have those theory theories and I can see the connections between all of these different fields that I've worked in from spacecraft to coaching and consulting to renewable energy. There's these common threads that run through it all. And so I love to take a step back and write about the theory of innovation, not just the practice of it by running a, um, a tech company. And so I still to this day do speaking and facilitation around innovation, especially for entrepreneurs. That's really my passion is to help other people bring their ideas from thought to reality. So I like to say that that part of my business is the theory being the CEO of NewGrid is the practice. No, that's awesome. And it was a cool transition from kind of full time to consulting to, you know, founding. Was there any hesitation or nervousness leaving that full time role going into consulting? Well, I have to say I had kind of a sweet gig and I know a lot of people don't have such a sweet gig, but my husband still had his full time job. And so he, he, what he did was give me the freedom to, and the stability that I need for our family, that I needed to explore my career options, my entrepreneurship desires, and to like give me the opportunity to fall flat on my face if that's what happened. And, you know, we made a plan as a family. We said, this is how long we can be in the red. This is how much we can cover as a family. And if it gets to this point in time, then we'll agree that you're gonna go back and look for a corporate job. That never happened. Um, and then it actually happened in reverse that my consulting business was in a significantly, sta a sufficiently stable place 
when my husband then said, I really got to get out of here. I'm, I'm chafing in the corporate grind and I want to start this new thing. Um, and I was able to provide sufficient stability. And we had the conversation again as a family, like how long can we go? What does it look like? You know, what's the exit strategy if this doesn't work out? And again, that it has worked out, but that was sort of how we approached the conversation of making those transitions. No, that's great that you had that kind of uh, safety net and that uh, ability to explore and kind of chase your passions. For sure. So what's one thing that you think has been a, something you struggled with in the past that you've turned around and turned it into something that you utilize or is now a strength? Well, when I was a kid, and by kid, I mean, I take that all the way through my 20s when I was working in spacecraft engineering, I loved having a plan. And I always, I felt safe and secure in having a plan. I could see the roadmap of my career in corporate engineering rolled out like a carpet in front of me indefinitely into the future. And that was the way I was used to working, that there was a very clear step-by-step -step process for getting through college and what classes you needed to take. There's a step-by-step -step process for getting in, being a corporate engineer. There's Once you're a corporate engineer, there's a step-by-step -step design process that you follow within the corporation that, you know, cause everything is standardized and it's very comfortable. And even, you know, to, to apply to the astronaut program, there's a, you know, there are boxes you have to check. So you spend your career checking off those boxes so that you can put in that application. Being an entrepreneur is nothing like that. <laughs> you know, there are, there's some general roadmaps you can follow, but the beauty of entrepreneurship is that everybody's path is different. Every company's path is different through entrepreneurship. And there's, there's power in that. There's power in that flexibility. But for a person like me who always needed to have a very solid plan, it made me feel nauseous to be able to sit with the unknown, to be able to only have a plan for the next two or three steps in front of me and not see it stretching out indefinitely and saying, okay, when I complete step number three, I trust that I will see what the next step should be. Um, and that was, that was hard and it causes a lot, I say caused, but also causes because it's still something I work on that can cause a lot of emotional turmoil for me that like, I freak out. I have a lot of fear around that, a lot of uncertainty, but I'm learning to embrace it. I'm learning to breathe through it and find the power in it because true innovation never happens when there's a step-by-step -step plan laid out. True innovation can only happen when there is an element of mystery and unknown. And so it's really been, lately my work has been in finding the balance between knowing when we need to have a plan and when we can sit with the unknown and let it just simmer for a while. And before you ask the question, no, I don't have the answer to when each of those should happen. Um, I'm figuring it out just like the rest of you, but that's sort of been my path of growth. No, I agree. And I think there's beauty in that chaos and anything that's been kind of invented or any new idea has been kind of developed outside of one's comfort zone. So if you're in a, you know, safety net and you're very comfortable, usually, you know, that idea isn't nurtured necessarily. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about the book, Who 
is kind of the target reader? Is it for everyone? Uh, what you hope to convey? So my target reader is really people who have ideas they want to see brought into reality. Mostly, I feel like that's entrepreneurial type people who want to manifest that as a business or a venture. It could be a nonprofit as well. And the reason that that is, is because there's this very, like, well, there's not a very defined step-by-step process to bring ideas to reality and to innovate new ideas. There is this overarching kind of pattern that tends to happen. And that if you recognize yourself as being within the pattern, it can keep those freakouts because you don't have a plan at a minimum. Because at least you have kind of a roadmap and you sort of know where you are and you sort of know what to expect next, even while you're dealing with the unknown. And so that's really what the book talks about is allowing the, it's called spiral because, you know, we learned in engineering a long time ago in the 70s and 80s that it was more efficient and effective to do technical development in an iterative fashion where we come back around and we allow, allow ourselves to take a small step, evaluate that small step and decision, and then come back around and say, okay, how did that go? And do we want to make any changes to our design in this next round? As opposed to taking a very linear step-by-step process. And again, I'm a, I'm a trans-contextual thinker. I see the connections across domains And as soon as I started helping people build businesses, I was like, wait, this process is the same. That like we get as entrepreneurs, we often get caught up in this linear thinking of thinking, well, if I just complete steps A, B, C, and D all right in a row, I'm going to have this thriving business. And marketing gurus don't do anything to bust that myth. They're like, yes, if you just follow my seven step process, you too will be making six figures in the next 90 days. And that's crap, actually. And part of the magic in bringing new ideas to reality is allowing yourself to not have to meet a deadline like that, allowing it to be iterative, allowing yourself to take a small step, take a little bit of action, evaluate how it went, and then come back around, which is exactly the spiral engineering design process. But as I started to write the book about that, about applying engineering design methodology to business development in this iterative way, I was like, well, wait a second, this applies to anything. And so that's where you kind of get into the, yes, the book can be for anyone because really personal development is just the same way. You know, you start to question some little piece about yourself and say, hey, I'd like to do that differently, do that better. I think it will make me happier or feel more fulfilled or feel healthier to make this change in my personal life. So you take a little action, you try it out, you evaluate how it went, and then you come back around and say, okay, hey, I feel like I just leveled up a little bit. What am I going to do next? And, and so it's just an iterative process, just the same way. And as we unlock these doors of discovery, whether that's within your own business experience or within your own personal experience, you move along the path and all of a sudden you see new doors that you didn't even know were there, new doors to explore, new paths, new opportunities start to open up in front of you that you wouldn't have got to if you hadn't allowed yourself to be on the path, even though you couldn't see the end. So I guess it really fit the book. The book really fits into what I talked about in my journey from very rigid structured thinking into allowing it to be 
a little more free flowing, but still following this general framework, this general pattern of the spiral, which eliminates some of that fear. That's awesome. So what motivates you to succeed? Like what's your guiding compass? That is a great question. I am very like purpose and impact driven. I want to see the world a better place. So, and that has been true throughout my career. Even when I was in my rigid, rigid structured thinking days, um, you know, I wanted to advance human scientific knowledge through the exploration of space. That was like, it sounds big, it sounds epic. That's me, that's my personality. You know, I wanted to, when I work in entrepreneurship, when I'm working with an entrepreneur, I wanna see them create a business that is personally fulfilling and globally impactful. And that is my mission in that realm. And of course, renewable energy is a spectacular area to work in. It's very hot right now. We are in a very steep part of the growth curve of that industry because we're, we are really seeing the technology come into its own and be able to be deployed in large scales such that we are going to be able to see, you know, reduction of carbon emissions. We're going to see, you know, more reliable infrastructure. It's really, really exciting to see the impacts of this all around the world, both in terms of helping reduce climate change and um, carbon dioxide levels, but then also seeing energy quality across the globe. You know, we're bringing microgrids and renewable energy are enabling energy to come to the developing world in just a huge new way. And so that's really impactful too. So that's, that's really what drives me. That's my compass. And um, I really... If it doesn't make a difference, if that's not the primary driver, I'm not interested. And yes, we talk about economics of energy a lot in my current work. When I work with entrepreneurs, we talk about make getting a profit because it's really important to like be able to be sustainable and you know feed your family and feel like you're abundant. But that's sort of a second order effect. Like first, I'm driven by purpose. And I think that's important for businesses in general to have some kind of you know mission statement or something that's driving them to give back like personally i think if you focus on a legacy or leaving a legacy the money or the accolades will follow that so that's really important it can also be a really big value proposition i find is being values driven or purpose driven and showing that you stand for something like we at uh, MuGrid, which is a renewable energy consulting firm, we say that like telling the truth is one of our core values. Like we're not interested in just selling you on some hardware. Like we legitimately want to find you the best energy solution. And if the system you're thinking of isn't going to work for that, we're going to straight up tell you like, this is not a great idea. It's not a good investment for you. You know, here's how you could do it better. And it's amazing how refreshing our clients find that approach. Like it's actually pretty unique to have someone who's willing to come in and say, this isn't a good idea for you. Um, and so it can be part of your selling proposition to be impact driven, mission driven, values driven. No, I agree. And it leaves like a, a layer of transparency that you stand for something and aren't going to pivot around and change your philosophy or mindset from client to client just to obviously retain or acquire that client. Absolutely. So what's one thing you can leave with the audience, personal or professional in terms of advice? My favorite piece of advice is to allow your process to be iterative. 
Um, allow yourself the flexibility to know that you're going to come around again. And that is true either for you personally, whether that's in your personal life or in your career, or technically speaking, you know, as you guide your own business. So, you know, personally, it frees you to try new things, take a little bit of action. I know a lot of people that I talk to get, are afraid of making a change in their career, leaving their corporate job to start their own thing, or even changing corporate jobs, you know, leaving their current company and going to a new company is scary because that's a huge amount of change. But we have to break ourselves of this knowledge that like any one decision can really tank our whole the whole path of our life you know and instead see the opportunity that any given change can open up new doors of opportunity in front of us and that you always have the opportunity to try something new and then reevaluate later if it's working keep going if it's not working then do something else or go back to what you were doing before it's always possible but the same principle obviously also applies when you're looking at your business and sometimes in business as entrepreneurs, we get afraid to make changes, especially if something seems like it's even sort of working for us to give ourselves the freedom to say, hey, like I wanna test this new idea out. I wanna test out this new revenue stream. I wanna test out a new offering, a new product and not to have to have the perfect be the enemy of the good, but to say, hey, I'm just gonna try it, I'm gonna do a pilot, I'm gonna build a prototype, I'm gonna throw something to the wall to see if it sticks. And once I see if I might have something, then I can refine it, I can expand it and you know take it into that next level. I think intellectually we know that that approach works, but our emotions get really tied to the plan and that like, well, I don't know if it's gonna work, so I shouldn't invest my energy in, in doing that. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I want you to walk away with is like, allow your process to be iterative, whether that's a business process or a personal process. Like we as humans are not designed to be robotic, linear creatures. We are evolutionary and our growth is organic and it's cyclical and it's spiral. No, I agree. And I think it's important that testing or trying something and then getting it out there because I think a lot of people are stuck on chasing things and perfection whether it's a product or a certain or something they invented they don't want to put it in the market or test it or have an idea how people react to it without it being this perfect thing because it's their baby but if they get something out that's obviously functional people can give feedback and they can improve it and get it to the point where they want it to be Absolutely. And there's nothing saying that you have to like do a really big launch with an imperfect, untested product either. Like get yourself a little focus group, you know, and run a little bit of a pilot. Put the prototype out to them. It doesn't have to be super formal. Figure out ways to calm down your voice of fear that says like, hey, like we're not going to be judged for this because it's not, you know, super public. We're not going to fall on our face in public. Like we're just doing a little test. We're just doing a little experiment. If we can think more experimentally and that's both in like the way we roll out prototypes and the way we view like who our audience is, you know, it our audience doesn't have to start out as the whole world. They could start out as a couple of people who you just run things by. Um, and that takes a lot of pressure off. 
No, I agree. So thank you very much for stopping by today. Can you tell the audience how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Absolutely. What else do I have going on? Not too terribly much at the moment, but if you want to find me and geek out on innovation and learn how you can think like an innovator and how that might help your business, I invite you to come check me out at amysimpkins.com. Definitely send me an email. Um, I'm on the usual social media channels as well. Happy to connect. Um, if you are into renewable energy and you want to see how all of my innovation and entrepreneurship theories get applied in practice, you can check us out at mugrid.com. That's M-U-Grid, like the Greek letter mu. It stands for micro, microgrid. We're in energy. You get it. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Roman. It was a pleasure to speak to you today. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.